0: Welcome to Creative Conversations. I'm Roger Humphrey. In this episode, I'm chatting with emerging singer-songwriter Taylor Taylor. Although she is a Lansing native, she's now based in Los Angeles and is navigating the difficulties of maintaining a career during covid Please hang out with us as we talk about this and a bunch of other stuff. We join in progress. Um, you know, I don't know if you knew this. Your mom probably told you, but but in the beginning, I think um, I was asked if I would be your teacher. Did you know that?
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: Okay. Well,
1: I don't think I did.
0: I believe your mother is a good friend with Carmen Hall.
1: Yes. I and love Carmen Carmen. Car- Carmen.
0: Carmen is my cousin.
1: Oh, wait, I do. I think I did know that.
0: And so when you were and your mother was trying trying to get you some guitar lessons and you were just a puppy at that point. And Carmen said to me, she said, you know, my friend, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, what's what she want to do? And at that point, I'm like really busy. So I'm getting kind of selective as to who I want to talk to anyway, but not that selective. And when she told me that you really kind of wanted to start writing your own songs and learning the guitar and singing and all this kind of stuff. And I thought. I know what I teach and this, that ain't it.
1: And I'm, you know, I think
0: I'm a good teacher, but that is not really my, my strong suit. And so I, I suggested Chris.
1: No way. That's yeah. so cool.
0: So, so that's where, it's, so I th- you ended up with Chris, right? Yeah. Chris Rollins, by the way, he's on the, on, he was on the podcast too.
1: Yeah. I have probably listened to his first. want <laughs>
0: to listen. So anyway, yeah. So I, I, so I said to Carmen, I said, tell your friend, that that uh um, as much as i would love to teach her and i would um i don't think i'm i don't think it's a good fit i don't think i'm the best teacher for what she wants to do and so i recommended chris and apparently i did it right because you're doing you very did. well <laughs>
1: you did. thank you for the for the recommendation oh, Man, yeah that probably sure. changed like the course of a lot of things with it the, yeah it the it, doing that what I I do
0: with, the, with that. the classic with the classical stuff and everything like that with the stuff that i do um, probably would have held you back significantly from the things that you wanted to do, and uh, I mean most most of the time. And you weren't very old then.
1: I was uh, eight when I started.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Man, I'm old.
0: And and so yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? So so it it but you, you kind of came out of the shoot. I mean, you were performing. You were young. I mean, in your early teens, right?
1: Yeah, I was. I think. Fourteen, I want to say, was the first gig that I did, which was right there in the in the Marshall Music um, Uh like recital hall. It was my first gig.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and um, so I, because of that, um, I other you know I'm not entirely sure that you would have had the opportunity to do the things with me that you're doing with Chris. And so I, I that so that was yeah that was a that was a one of the few times in my life I've done the right thing. <laughs> That's
1: very cool. I'm glad you did.
0: Yeah. I got to touch on this a little bit, uh, just, just for the general audience of all two of them. Uh, we got to talk about your name a little bit.
1: I knew it. I knew that was the question. Well,
0: you know, yeah, you know, right. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that the more, the more fans you pick up and the more popular you become, the more times you're going to be answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so... Bring it on. Tell tell us the story.
1: So um, my mom, Kristen, her last name is Taylor. Um, That's her maiden name. Uh And so she thought that when she like grew up and had kids, she thought that her last name would be different. And so she was going to name her kid Taylor in order to keep the name like in the family. Uh Sure. Um, And then the time came around and she wasn't married yet. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going to have this kid. My last name is still Taylor. Like, what am I going to name her? (laughs) And then I think she said it was maybe my grandma that was like, well, you could still name her Taylor. And so that's what my mom did. She just named me Taylor anyways. And then little Taylor Taylor was born.
0: I absolutely love that story. That's that that is so charming, <laughs> and you know, and now grown up and 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 getting into a business that's that's brutal and and it's hard to great gain, it's hard to, hard to be heard above the noise, you know. And that's that's a name that everybody remembers. It's like oh Taylor Taylor, yeah, you know. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful for it. I I really like it a lot. Some people it's, are like oh. Your parents must hate you or something, like say weird things, but I love it.
0: No, it's great. I love it, too. I think it's marvelous. I think it's marvelous. So it's and it's just it's such a lovely story, you know. It, it, yeah, that's but I, I fear you're going to uh, be uh, answering that question uh, often. Yeah, <laughs> and I, me, I and I've got to believe you've, you've you've answered it many times already.
1: Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and my middle name, usually that's the next question. Is like, oh, like, is your middle name Taylor? I say no, it's Noel, but then I get to be TNT, so I have my own theme song, you know.
0: <laughs> that 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 could be the title of your next uh, uh, CD. TNT. TNT. There you go. <laughs> so that's 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 marvelous. I ha- I have to say, um, I really uh, I went to I've I've been to your website and I really like uh, the three songs that you've put up there. Thank
1: uh, you. And.
0: And I, it, my own personal uh, favorite is All Day, but I like them all quite well.
1: Oh, I love that! That one's your favorite. Really? Yeah, that's very cool. I think that was that was um, the first song that I put out that had like different production elements, um, and that I produced um, a lot of my music that I had released in the past had either been either been all acoustic or it had some like live instrumentation. That another producer um, had put onto it, and so that was kind of like my first um, hit at producing. Was um, was okay, all that. Okay, now
0: did, did did you do all of it, all of the music yourself?
1: Yeah, I did all of it.
0: Ooh, I'm impressed. Now, do you have like a home studio that you did it in, or do you do you go someplace else to do that?
1: Yeah, um, when I recorded that, I was still um, living at my mom's house. And so I had my own little home studio where I had a microphone kind of like this one. And I have some like studio monitors here and, um, guitars. And I had a little, not as big as that keyboard. I just got that one, which is really fun. But um, I had a little keyboard that I did all the little MIDI sounds with. Um, and that was my little studio that I made that song with.
0: You made it. It's, it's not only, it's, it's, it's not only done very well. And, 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 uh, uh, but the, the the production values are really high. Um, I mean, I, you know, now, who mastered it? Did you master it too? Or did you send that out to be mastered? I not think I even
1: got it mastered. I just mixed it and then was like, well, it's good enough. <laughs> I'm going to put it, it out. It
0: It, re- it really is. I got to tell you, as an old goat... Uh, I'm really I'm really impressed with the the technology today I don't understand the significant portion of it but I'm pretty doggone impressed by it nevertheless and I'm impressed with somebody like yourself who can navigate that and jump right brain left brain right brain left brain as you're going from the music to the technical side to get the sound and then jumping back again so that's
1: I think that's a really interesting um, conversation too. like as much as the there is like that right brain and left brain thing with the technicalities of, um, I think I'm talking specifically about mixing and setting up mics, but a lot of that is also such a creative decision, like with um, how much, I don't know how much reverb you're gonna put on or how close you're gonna have the mic to where you're singing and all those little technicalities that, that a listener might not think of, but they were also decisions that were made along that creative process.
0: One of, the, one of the nice things is that you can, you, at least in the first few projects, you can kind of fall into a groove and you kind of know how much reverb you want. And you know how, how tight you want to be to the microphone for the most part. And, and, uh, and so there are certain things that you can do that, that you can experiment with. I have a friend that's got a little studio in uh, uh, East Lansing, Hazlitt area. And I've done a lot of recording out there. And I know that um, uh, long before I started doing all, any of my own stuff. And, uh, and I recorded out there a ton, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of music. And I remember the first project I did out there, we spent probably five or six sessions just looking for the right place to put the chair. Oh, my gosh. Just so that we could get the right sound from out of the room. And if you go out, if you go to his studio today, you'll still see the tape on the floor, where the chair goes. <laughs> oh, wow,
1: that's
0: really cool. But, but after that, once, once I was going out there and, and doing sessions, I mean, I'd walk in. Oh, and then we spent, I don't know how much, he, he has a very, very, very nice, Microphone locker. It's like wow, <laughs> and so we we spent a lot of time doing recording a lot of stuff, just just throwaway stuff, just trying to figure out the best sound, which microphone, and you know we're going to do it in stereo or mono, and you know and, and all of these things, and but once we got all of that sorted out, man, it was like you know, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it from now on, you know, and he and and we spent a little time you know on on post production things too trying to figure some stuff out and but once we got going once we got cooking man we were just recording almost in shorthand I mean we just knew each other so well so uh but yeah it it takes a while the the downside to that is that that the groove can become a rut (laughs) (laughs) and and you don't move out of it and all of a sudden everything sounds the same you know this work five years ago so it must still be working today and it's like no not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: i've had a lot of fun with um like for my guitar i got a bunch of pedals and for like i use um the software called logic to produce uh-huh. music and there's uh-huh. like it's the whole world of plugins is just like all of these different effects that you can put on everything is just the deepest rabbit hole that you can get lost in <laughs> very quickly and very expensively now but is that is that the record
0: is that the recording pro- uh, program that you're using the Logic pro?
1: Yeah yeah they yep. use logic
0: yeah so um, uh, yeah I've, I I've never used it. I had it on an older machine uh, and I've upgraded uh, to a different machine but it, the, the the software didn't come with that unfortunately but I never for my purposes and what I do that's that's overkill. I don't need anywhere near that much stuff but what you're doing that's awesome that's awesome It's a
1: lot of fun i remember the first um software that i used was called audacity oh yeah i think uh-huh. um, are you familiar with that
0: yeah it is it's it's a it's a it's a free online thing yeah i've recommended it to people who want to get started yeah you know, you know it's because yeah. it's you know i mean i i use garageband because it's all i need yeah you that's know. what
1: I moved to. That's what I graduated to after uh, Audacity was GarageBand, and, which is super similar to Logic. The yeah, Logic is just, I was going to say
0: Logic is sort of like GarageBand grown up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's one of the things that, that um, I have a friend of mine who, classical guitarist, actually it's a former student of mine. And he has a, a, a he signed a contract with a, a small uh, label um, but they're very, very good, very prestigious, and they've got pretty good distribution um, uh, for classical, and they, they've asked him to record some stuff. And he's doing it all at home, and uh, like you, although he, he sends it out uh, to be mastered. Um, but, but aside from that, um, he's got some very nice microphones, nice setup, and this, that, and the other, and so on and so forth. And uh, when I talked to him about GarageBand, he just kind of wrinkled his nose um, but he went ahead and tried a few things and he thought that was pretty cool and we were talking shortly after that and he says garageband has an awesome reverb program <laughs> it, and I, th- I think he's right i think there are a lot of plugins that you can get into but but the, the one that just comes for free on garageband and you know obviously it would be on logic as well um is uh, uh just really a nice very nice reverb program, you know, and the, and the EQ program is pretty good too. So uh, now, again, what you're doing is far more complicated. I'm I'm just recording a solo guitar and no no singing, and my my purposes. You're doing it for general release. I the stuff that I do, I do basically for my students, um, and it does not necessary does not go out necessarily for general release. Not anymore. I don't do that anymore. So I can get away with a few technical glitches, and it's and it's okay. You can't.
1: i think it's kind of interesting how i have i feel like i have two sounds right now there's um like my acoustic guitar driven lyrical kind of ballad-ish world and then there's the um there's the all day world where i do more um Kind of like electronically influenced sounds that i add in there like i yeah. all day there's another song called um what's bothering you and then i just released a song on new year's eve called protocol and so i listened to
0: that that's on your site and i listen to that i yeah. like that song
1: thank you but i kind of group those three together because they're kind of that different sound that's more produced um but i love that genre of music as well so i think I would love to figure out how to one day, um, mesh them, mesh them more cohesively with the, with those two styles. Cause I love them both very much.
0: Yeah. I don't think I would force it, but that's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I am reminded, I actually, I'll, I, um, well, I'll just, I I'm reminded of the Beatles, um, and, and going back to them and you could easily go through a cross section of their m- songs and find a hundred different styles yeah <laughs> you know i mean uh and and not every song inc- had the entire band on it you know i'm like blackbird was paul mccartney uh one loud pair of shoes and an acoustic guitar that's it the other guys weren't even in the studio when he did blackbird you know and and then you compare that to like revolution which is like in your face and loud and and nasty and dirty and things like that and that's it's it's very startling so i think there's room to kind of you know be all of you
1: yeah there is i think it's easy to sometimes get caught up in um like the labels or of what certain genres is the word i was looking for yeah um, yeah but that is a great reminder um that you know artists we just like make things and they don't have to fit into these like boxes that's kind of the whole thing of being creative right so that's a good a really nice reminder
0: good good point um i uh, on that point i was watching a video uh one night um i had a student a few years ago who was a huge taylor swift fan and and i i, I you, you can't be alive and not know the name uh but i really had never really paid much attention to her listened listen to her and And so I did on behalf of my student, and I was watching a a clip from a live show or a live concert. And she walked over and she sat down and and there was a beat going on behind her. And all of a sudden, this is Taylor Swift. And she goes, yo. (laughs) And she literally did a Taylor Swift rap. And I, and she, I mean, she was kind of laughing halfway through it because she realized (laughs) just (laughs) or I'm assuming anyway, that she realized just how out of character it was. But it wasn't it wasn't angry or pushy. It was uh, it was Taylor Swift being Taylor Swift, but using that format to say something without a melody, without without chords on the guitar, that kind of thing. And I thought that was kind of interesting, Uh, gutsy, uh, you know, and and sometimes and. You know, sometimes those things you're going to fall on your nose. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just not always going to work, and you got to you got to be willing to get bruised. I think sometimes you know to see what you know what does and doesn't happen. But but yeah, I think it's I think I, the idea that you're doing all of that. I think there's room for all of it. You know, I you know, including your ukulele. I see that hanging on the wall behind you, and yes, and
1: I do you have a ukulele song? I'm sorry. I have a ukulele song um, called See? Pluto that's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> I think it's marvelous. And also,
1: on um, on the topic of rap, um, there was, I don't know if this was like five years ago or so, um, I got hired to, um, I thought that I was going to be singing the hook on this um, Christmas song. It was called, um, It's Not Christmas Without Cookies. And so um, I learned the hook and then I came in and they're like all right i don't know so we recorded the the hook and then there was the other part of the song which was rapping and they're like all right now we're gonna record the rap and i was like we're gonna do what like i thought (laughs) that i was only doing the singing section so i was like all right we're gonna we're gonna rap about christmas cookies and so i did (laughs) and um also the production value of that is like it's a really good it sounds good but it's always funny to play for my friends because they're like you're rapping like you're not a rapper but it still sounds like me like it sounds like if if taylor taylor were rapping <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it i think that's absolutely marvelous it's <laughs> it, but i i think you know if you if you do it right and if you are creative enough i think there's room for all of that in there um you know and you kind of know where your core is you know but but I think that that your your true fans will will hang in there with you because you're always going to play something that they're not going to like. It, 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 you know that's that just goes goes without saying. It's the ones that they cling to; those are the ones that you want. But you don't want to get too locked into those. You've got to be yourself a little bit. And in the middle of all that, you're still going to be Taylor Taylor. I mean, it's still going to sound like you. It's still going to be you. And and uh, and your fran- your fans will hang in there with you. So that's great. So I, that was one of my questions. Was was I wanted to talk about your recording and and actually about the um, uh, uh, just the technology side of things. Um, uh, so it's I'm glad to see that you're doing all of that. What's um, what about marketing? How's how's that working for you? You're doing like uh, how do you get the stuff out there? I mean, anybody can sit in their bedroom and make stuff. It doesn't mean they can make it well, right? But but yeah. the technology is almost free anymore um so so what do you do with it after you've got it
1: yeah um with protocol the single that i just put out um there's a website called submit hub and it's where you can um kind of submit your songs to different blogs and different playlists that are on the internet or on spotify or wherever and so um with that one i got like a couple pretty cool write-ups um which is really cool, just to hear, you know, somebody else's take, or just to hear somebody say like good things about your music with their spin yeah. on it and get their ideas. Um, so that was really cool with this release. Um, so there's Submit Hub. There's, I mean, social media is like as a as an artist or a creative or kind of almost anybody. It seems trying to like make a name. You have to like be on social media and do all these things. Um, which is also an interesting conversation, but so posting on social media, um, I'd like to learn more about, uh, like YouTube ads and Facebook ads and all of these things. I think marketing is a very, like a different animal that I need to learn more about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There, there are YouTube videos on that subject. Um, you know and but you're right. It's but right now the, the the hottest the hottest thing right now the 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 one site that everybody goes to is tick-tock yeah, and uh, uh, and that's people are starting to break there um, quite a bit and um, And if tick-tock likes you their algorithms will get you out there and and get you busy, which is kind of cool uh, The YouTube thing. I don't know much about to be honest with you. I mean, I've got stuff on YouTube But you know again, you know both of my listeners and their and and their kids <laughs> <laughs> that's it <Yeah>. you know <laughs> i'm not ex- not exactly burning it up you know <laughs> but but um uh yeah i think that 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 is uh, um to my way of thinking anyway i th- that seems to be the way to get uh uh get your stuff out there anymore I it's the old days of, of, uh, radio and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's nice, but there are a lot of people making a pretty good living in music without ever getting airplay in that yeah. regard. You know, they're doing, uh, you mentioned the YouTube thing. And, and, uh, so I do social media more because it's fun. Sort of like the reason I do this is it's fun. It's not a, it's not a business. And, uh, uh, so, uh, but I did, a, I posted on Instagram and, 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 uh, TikTok today, you know, and it's like, you know, Oh God, the old guys on TikTok. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they love it. Like I've seen so many videos of like, I don't know, people in an older generation that will like post things and people love it <laughs> like they're like they're like that's our grandpa now <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of support
0: <laughs> mostly what mostly what i do is i i either talk about funny things that the students have said you know and my post today was about a six-year-old who um, his his he came in for his lesson and he began his lesson as we always do with a chromatic scale and he and he played it very well and before i could even tell him that he had played it well he just looked at me and he goes, now that's some scaling."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you say?
0: <laughs> so, and I just, so I, I, I thought, you know, I got to kind of put that kind of stuff out there, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 so my stuff, no swearing, you know, no politics, you know, just kind of talking about the students. And once in a while I'll play a little something. And uh, I, I put a little something on, um, on Instagram, I guess. And, and one guy commented, and he says, "Keep on playing, Grandpa." <laughs> <laughs> okay, talk me right into it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's okay. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't even remotely offended, but I just, it, it just kind of tickled me, that it, you know. And it kind of tickles me that he he would just have the. The gall to call me grandpa, he doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll take it, whatever. I guess you can, you know, it's a lot easier when you're sitting in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think right now there's a hunger for new music and it's not being satisfied for whatever reason. I read a figure today and I think if I remember the the, the figure that I read today um, was um, that 83% of the music that's being consumed right now that's in concerts and Spotify and everything else. Eighty-three percent of it. Um, this is all catalog music. It's all legacy acts. Eighty-three percent.
1: I think I saw that stat somewhere as well recently. That's
0: yeah. Seventeen percent of seventeen percent of the music that's being listened to right now is new music, and that tells me, personally, that tells me, that that people are tired of being force fed stuff and they're ready for something new, you know, whatever that new may be. But I'll tell you what, that's the million dollar question. You figure out what the new is. Everybody will pay you more money than you've ever seen in your life.
1: (laughs) I've also heard people talk about how, um, how we're in a a singles, what do they call it? Like a singles phase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where um, Everybody is just like, Everybody's
0: dropping singles, singles, right?
1: Yeah. And it's not as people aren't as um, responsive, I guess, to the full bodies of work. Um, And so but I feel like that has to end eventually, like people maybe kind of like what you're talking about, like people want maybe something a little more. So I think it'll be nice to get back to that body of work phase
0: people the people want i i think people want music that speaks to the heart and and says what they are thinking that's one of the things that we do as artists is we're we say what they've always wanted to say and didn't know how so for example your song all day and i'll come back to that it, it's just a, a beautiful simple sentiment but none of us have ever really been able to put a sentiment that pure into words until you did so it's at that's something that 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 and it doesn't have to be that's the thing it doesn't have to be complicated to be profound you know it's just the, the the pure honesty uh of of the of the sentiment in the song plus it's good music on top of that plus the 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 uh production is good as well i mean so it's layer upon layer upon layer but um uh, like the talk about
1: simplicity like there's not there's not a lot of um lyrics in the yeah. song which is kind of one of the reasons why i'm not quite sure how to um perform it live but um with there not being that many lyrics it makes it a lot more simple and i think about that with um like the genre of like down tempo edm where it's like more on the instrumental side uh-huh. how there's like that simple idea and then the music just gets to gets to speak for that idea. And I love that because I love music at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that strikes me, I tend to tell a lot of stories, so bear with me a little bit. But (laughs) years and years and years ago, I went to see uh, an artist named Harry Chapin. Uh, And uh, you've heard his songs, I'm guessing. Your mother certainly has. Um, Unfortunately, he died in a car accident quite young. Um, he, and, and at the time, and he was like at the peak of his career. I mean, he was really cranking it out and doing great songs, "Cats in the Cradle" and "Taxi" and things like that. But went to this theater to see him, and and there was probably, probably seating of maybe about two thousand people ish, and and um, show supposed to start at eight o'clock and about eight o five and. There are no curtains closed. I mean, you can see backstage and you can see the gear and you can see people moving about. So they haven't got that closed off and they're not trying to preserve any mystery or anything like that. And you can see all of the equipment, all of the instruments, everything up front. Uh, But you can you can see the the, the gig cases and all that kind of stuff in the back. So you see this person walking towards uh, from the back start walking towards the microphone out front. And all of a sudden the people in the front rows start applauding, and you could hear the applause kind of moving <laughs> backwards to where we were. And it was, it was Harry. He was the star of the show. And he walked out by himself and he walked up to the microphone and he says, Okay, he said, he said, I hate to do this. He said, but we've got a problem. He said, My brother Steve plays piano, and he says, but he said, he flew home to New York because tomorrow is mom and dad's wedding anniversary. So we're planning a surprise party for him. So he went and did that and then he's flying back and he says he's somewhere between Detroit and here racing to get here on time. So he says, he's gonna be here, we just don't know when. So he said, said, I can either just grab my guitar and play a couple of songs acoustically or we can hang out and wait for Steve and when he gets here, we'll start the show. What would you like to do? So people start saying, "Well, oh, just grab your guitar and play. So he grabbed his guitar. And before he could play the first note, his brother Steve walked walked out. And he said, oh, Steve's here. Everybody's going, yay, Steve's here. And I'm sitting in the audience watching this. And I thought, this guy just made 2,000 people feel like they were a member of his family. 2,000 strangers suddenly became part of the inner circle. And that level of intimacy, I think, and, and and that's all day right there in a nutshell. You know, the more intimate, to bring it down, you know, close spotlight on your face, and and uh, and make it make it as intimate as possible. And you, all you do is create a world, and you suck them in. <laughs>
1: yeah. my opinion. Thank you. I'm just so happy that you love that song. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that they love that song, and so uh, that means a lot.
0: I, it's I, I really do. I really do. I think it's a marvelous song. I I like your music in general. I like the way you do things, and I like some of the tricks on uh, what's bothering you. I like some of the, uh, the, the, the 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 technical tricks with the echoes and all that kind of stuff. That was that was pretty clever. But all day just kind of touched me. I just thought that was just really, really, really a lovely song. So. So, so we're doing some marketing through uh, um, social media and things like that, and just trying to figure it out along the way. Um, what about, I mean, performances are miserable right now. I mean, that's it's kind of your bread and butter. It's like getting out there and playing for people. Um, uh, are, are you able to do like anything online or anything like that?
1: Yeah, there's... Um online there's been a couple of things um, my mom is an event planner and um, now that a lot of the events have gone virtual sure and they need um, some entertainment for like their lunch hour or something and so oh. um I'll get on zoom from LA and like do a little set for um, whoever the conference is for yeah so, um, those are kind of fun it's a little more nerve-wracking when you can't get like a a vibe from the audience. <laughs> um, it's, it's a weird thing kind of just performing for you know that there's people on the other end of the camera, but you obviously can't like get <laughs> a sense for them or of how they're receiving right. the song or anything. Um, but their live performances are picking up. Um, so it's been nice. Um, are you familiar with so far sounds? No. Um, they're an organization where they have they have shows all around the world but their thing is um, the audience buys tickets and they don't know who they're going to see and they don't know um, like the location of the venue until like a couple days before or something like that and so those make for really interesting shows they're some of the most intimate shows that i've done um where you know people come and they come to to hear you and to listen to you. And so it's just quiet the whole time and you have the full attention for you know your your 20 minute set. And they end up being in really interesting places, sometimes really random places, but um, those are some of my favorite shows to do.
0: So you are picking up some live shows then. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yes. I know there's a, uh, an organization called sessions.com.
1: Yeah. And there's I've another one called, I think it's too. called
0: show.com. And they, they, they do, um, uh, online events, um, and you just kind of sign up and, and uh, sort it out and, and they sell tickets. These are worldwide. Uh, and they, they, you know, it, it takes a ticket to watch, you know, and I'm sure they take a percentage. I don't know what the chunk is, but, uh, but opportunity to set right where you're sitting right now and, uh, and put on, put on a show if you wanted to, you know, yeah. and, um. So uh, that's I know that's out there. Um, uh, I signed up a little bit just so I could learn more about it. Um, Not so much for myself, but for other people like yourself and other people that I've talked to. And now I get pestered by them constantly. When are you going to do a show? You've never done a show for us before. You know, it's like, oh,
1: yeah. Are you going (laughs) to?
0: I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) Um, I basically. Well, number one, you know, it's uh, these things tend to be and and i could be i could be off base on this Uh, i question the marketability of what i do anymore and um and so but but beyond that um uh uh, i basically stopped performing about a year and a half ago and um and so um i would really have to practice That's, and that sounds a lot like effort. So, <laughs> But, but uh, I, I haven't ruled it out, but it's not, it's not real high on the priority list either. But I have recommended it to a couple of people, and, uh, I, and I don't know if it's something that they're looking at seriously or not. Uh, I don't know if it's anything that you're interested in. It may or may not be. But, you know, with this, this new variant... Uh, of the COVID out there it just it slowed down you know just about the time when we thought we were out of the woods we're back in them again and and yeah. uh, it's sad and it's,
1: to see people canceling shows again
0: yeah again yeah yeah and even those that aren't canceling are saying that they're getting um almost like a third to a half of the of the audience of sold tickets are no shows uh be, because either people, have COVID or are afraid of COVID or, you know, I mean, it's just, so they're, they're getting, you know, a lot of empty seats, tickets that were sold, but there's not a lot, not as many people, not nowhere near as many people in the audience. And um, so, I mean, it's nice that the tickets are sold, but, but nevertheless, and, and in some shows they're talking, I think like if you get COVID, like within a certain amount of time of the show, I think they're even offering uh, refunds because the promoters understand you know, people are reluctant to pay for a ticket, if, you know, three months out if they think they're going to be sick the night of the show, you know, so, so that that gets, you know, and now, now you're getting right into the, to the dollars and cents of it, you know, and that's, that's a little tough when you've got a venue and you've got it, you still got, to, you know, turn on the lights and pay the heat, and all that kind of stuff. And you can't do it because, you know, you, you can't sell enough tickets to even some of the biggest names. So. It's, it's difficult. It's very tricky. You know, I, I, I wanted to get into this a little bit, too. Um, you posted something, um, an interview you did with somebody pretty famous not too long ago. Uh, who was yes. that? that? was I'm sorry?
1: Um, that was a country singer. Her name is Mickey Guyton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, was kind um, of cool. It was. You know, what, was who, who set that up?
1: that was through the today show. Um, One of my mom's friends sent me um, this submission form for the today show where they were just um, they were seeking out like female artists or songwriters or musicians or something like that. And um, so I applied to it. I think they just asked for like my name and some of my work. And then um, they set up like a phone call where it was somebody don't know probably like an intern that just like had to screen me or something
0: Uh Uh, and
1: we talked about music and then we're like a little bit i don't know a week later they're like all right we we selected you it was actually it was mickey that selected me i don't know how many like applicants they showed her um but she picked me to have this um like interview and i also got to do a song sing a song for her um on the today show that was that was very cool.
0: That is very cool. That is very cool. So apparently, uh, I'm not me and your mom and your Aunt Carmen are not the only ones that think you've got talent. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And uh, so it's kind of nice to, to know that there are other people out there who are, are you know, kind of count as fans. So yeah, are you are absolutely. you taking care of your fans, as they say?
1: Yeah, I think so, especially with this latest release. The fans might have been a little bit hungry for something. Although I did do a lot of um, features throughout uh, 2021, oh. um, like friends that I collaborated with. Um, but Protocol was my first um, release in like almost three years or so. So it, wow. it feels like a wait off to, to put something out of my own yeah. again.
0: What about Patreon?
1: Yeah, I've listened? looked at that. I've considered that as well. Um, and I think I had a plan to start one and I would like to once I'm more consistent with putting out music and putting out visuals and like I want to be able to show people like what they're investing in.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, like I love
1: that. There's some there's some songwriters and live musicians that I met that um They do house concerts is how they made a lot of their Mm -hmm. um, revenue. And they use Patreon um, in an interesting way where every, usually on Patreon, there's different price points and then there's different um, things that whoever offers these people that are paying these different price points. But the way that they did it, they were like, all right, everybody gets the same thing. This is just a way to support me if you want to support me. And I really like that idea, just giving people the opportunity that might not care about like getting, I don't know, a letter written by me or something, (laughs) something random, just people that want to support giving them that opportunity. So it's something that I'd like to set up this year.
0: I really enjoyed chatting with Taylor and I want to thank her for being my guest. If you would like to hear her songs or just know more about her, there's a link to her website in the description. I've also posted a link to Patreon.com. We were talking about them at the end. They make it easy and inexpensive to become a patron of the arts. I urge you to check them out and consider participating. I also want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you join me again on Creative Conversations with Roger Humphrey.